Welcome to the Reiki Centre podcast. I'm Elaine Hamilton, a Reiki teacher with over 30 years experience. This episode is an excerpt from our June monthly Reiki gathering. We explore the theme of transition and the three phases of letting go of the old, having curiosity for the new emerging future and the trust to be in the space in between. This space is what we experience in the meditation that follows. If you'd like to join our monthly gatherings, please visit our website for details and please also follow and like this podcast to help others find us. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the, where are we, June Reiki Reiju. And uh, what, what we decided before I put on the recording was to have a little uh, review or a little discussion around transitions. And this is based on my own feeling that quite a lot of us are going through transition. I mean, to be honest, we've been going through a huge, there's like layers. So there's this huge transition still of us coming out of COVID and the impact that's had on us. And then there's these little minor transitions. Like a lot of us are going through life changes. And when I when I talk about transitions, it could be anything from changing uh phases of life. So I probably my age, but uh, there's a lot of people around me who are empty nesting. So the kids are have flown and it's just them and their partner or them alone or and it's that whole it is actually a huge kind of transition to go through. Then there's other people changing jobs, maybe moving moving countries. There's a lot of movement happening in people's lives right now. Uh, for some of us, also talking age-related, there's menopause or there's shifts in hormonal um, development. Some of us might be starting to, to notice that there's certain body changes with aging or, or that even things like transitions through illness or loss. Like if, if you have a loved one who's transitioned uh, or a pet, then these are all moments in time whereby we do find ourselves in shift. So what I wanted to talk about, because this seems to be coming up quite a lot, certainly in the work that I've been doing uh, with people, is there there is a phase to this. And often um, the mind gets very impatient because essentially the mind is there, frankly, to keep us alive, to keep us secure, to keep us safe. And so it always wants to uh, know, wants the known, wants to stabilize things, wants to know what's going to happen tomorrow, wants to know what's going to happen in a month, what to do next, the planning, all that kind of thing. And that aspect of our uh, lives, I guess, we are very familiar with because we're dealing with that every day and we've been brought up like that. So it's it's funny, actually. It's kind of like as soon as something shifts, all your friends and family members will be like, oh, what are you going to do next? You know, something happens or let's say you lose your job. It's like, what's your plan? And you might have just lost your job yesterday and they're asking you already, what's your plan? What are you going to do? How are you going to? And so the whole of society is also kind of ganging up around this idea that you cannot have one minute whereby you don't know what you're doing. Now, ultimately, this is a complete illusion because we actually never know what's going to happen in the next minute. Like as we speak, an asteroid could hit me on the head 
or yeah I mean you know it's like realistically we do not know what is going to happen from moment to moment when we go to bed at night we have no idea actually whether we're going to wake up or not I mean these are just facts that we have no real true control over the next minute and yet our minds push this idea that where if we create an illusion of control if we create an illusion of knowing what we're doing then somehow it will happen and and to be fair that's kind of the way like we assume we're going to wake up in the morning and touch wood up to now we have so there's a certain logic to that that theory but it's not really built on anything so i'm not saying all this to scare the shit out of you <laughs> Just like, ah, my God. But it is, it's an interesting uh, fact, an interesting reality to get comfortable with. Because if you can get comfortable with that, just the uncertainty, then you can transition through life um, with much more ease. Because when we hit these transitions, there are certain kind of factors that come into play. So the the first one is actually letting go of, the past. So letting go of the life we're transitioning through. So for example, we take an easy example, you've you've lost your job or you've decided to move on to a new one. There is a, a grieving or a letting go or a saying goodbye to that part. And the the old job, the lifestyle, the people, a whole bunch of stuff, right? If you're doing a bigger transition like empty nesting, then you are grieving, letting go of um, moving through the identity of being, say, a mother in in my case, and I'm not saying that I'm no longer a mother, but there that that the role is very different when you've got kids living under the same roof and you're kind of in charge or you're responsible for their education and their activities and their food and blah blah blah. To when you know really there's a very very different contact that happens when they leave the home. Um, and being able to grieve, let go of this, um, do whatever you need to do to honor that stage of life, whatever that transition is for you, and then um, be ready for a kind of what I call the the in-between space of the old life is no longer there, And there is a new life or a new opportunity or potential that has yet to establish itself. So it's, we don't jump from one thing to the other. And I think this is what makes people extremely uncomfortable in the transition period, because what happens is that people then feel like they're out of control or they feel like I don't know what's happening next. And it creates a huge amount of anxiety actually in the system. And that's, but that anxiety comes from a false belief that we are in control. And and it really is a false belief. Like we really don't know. And if that feels really difficult to, to land, I really recommend that, that you spend some time getting comfortable. Because if you can get comfortable in uncertainty, if you can get comfortable in the I don't know-ness of life, uh, it's a real superpower. 
Because what that allows you to do is to be able to sit and just go, oh, there's all this space. You can actually feel the potential then of what's coming without having to solidify it into a thing. Because that solidification or trying to grasp at it and trying to make it, it's like you're trying to grab air and it's exhausting because there's nothing solid yet. So you're kind of grabbing at things and you're grabbing at this and grabbing at that and expending a huge amount of energy um, in areas that are just not appropriate. Actually, that space in between is a really important resting time for you because you've had all of that past. There will be a lot of energetics around the grieving of that. And that's what you need to focus on. And grieving is not the same as wallowing or reminiscing, or, I mean, there's some reminiscing, but um, that's not quite the word, but the, the constant looking back and like, I wish it was like this. Why isn't it like this? I miss this. I miss this. That's not, that's not the kind of healing that I'm talking about. Um, really feeling into the emotions, if there are any that are coming up and letting them be okay to come up and then letting them go. So that's different from obsessing or, or tightening around the past that you've lost. Um, and you see this happening all the time. Like if you lose your job and you get really bitter about it and it's not fair and you start to put a lot of energy into punishing the people or whatever, 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 there's a huge amount of energy that then goes into uh, that kind of behavior. Uh, is it really healthy for you? Is it really what you want to be doing with the next part of your life? Maybe, I mean, maybe it is important, but maybe it's just wasting a lot of energy instead of looking into the space whereby the next thing comes up. So the first one is kind of letting go of the old life. And then the second one is, is really feeling grateful about the space because in that space is, is the new energy, the new life that starts to take form. Now, as that new life, things start to come into place, you're not going to get the full picture. This is the thing. And then people are like, oh, okay, I can see one thing, but the rest of it isn't falling into place. And blah, blah. That, that again is really um, the, the impatience, the grabbing, the needing to, to know what it's going to be like. And it's a waste of energy. So is every, it's more like a jigsaw puzzle. You know, you get a little piece coming in. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, where does that go? Is that the sky? Is it the sea? Is it the whatever? You put that down and then another piece comes in. You're like, oh, I wonder where that goes. So there's an openness or a curiosity around what is forming. It's, it's hazy. There might be bits of it that you can see clearly. And then there's bits of it that are completely empty. And then there's bits of it that are a bit kind of, oh, that's coming into focus. So this, this final stage, and they're not like one and then next and then other. It all, it, the, the slight complication is that as we go through this stage, there's moments of peace, there's moments of space, there's moments of the old energy and grieving and letting go and releasing still there. And at the same time, there's the newness, the new opportunities coming in. So all three phases are all happening simultaneously, okay? So I'm not saying... It's clean. But as you hold this, you start to recognize, oh, I'm going through a, a more focused phase of releasing. And then, oh, now I'm going through a more um, focused phase of just sitting and, and holding intention. So when the new pieces start coming in, 
your job is to really hold intention for yourself. And that's really trusting the process. Maybe you have a certain direction, but that direction is there, there's a there's a, a willingness to allow the details to form as it forms rather than getting caught up in the detail. So your job is really just to, to relax into it and to, to have hold a curiosity about what's coming up and then, okay, I'm going to work on the releasing, let that go. And now there's space for peace. There's space for just enjoying the quiet. And then maybe something else comes in and you're like, oh, I need to action on this. This is going to be useful. And then you action on that. But all of this happens without the necessity to have the worry. This is this is what this is what is the energy wasting. It's the the, the tightening, you know. It's like, oh, do I need to do this and that and the other? And I can't do this until this happens. And it's a totally different energy. And if you start to to become more aware, what's the energy I'm holding? And you'll know because if it's stressful. And if it's tight, and if you're if you're constricted around it, that's wasting your energy. It, it's just wasting. There, there's no there's no such thing actually as good anxiety or good worry. It doesn't exist. So it's starting to really get hooked in with that. So I'm going to pause there for a minute um, before we jump into the meditation. Does anyone have any questions or thoughts or things to add to that? I, I find it's good to, to hold an intention or have an intention, a strong intention, especially when we're in a, in a deep meditation to just intend on what you want. But then you, you can't be attached to the outcome. You have to just have a strong intention, just let it go. And uh, then you notice a day or two later, it goes, Oh yeah, I wanted that and it just appeared. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So it's it's this whole the tension deep... comes from I got to get this. Yeah. And then sometimes it appears and you're just Why like, oh, I coming? missed it. <laughs> and it's it's it and you feel it in your system, don't you? You really feel it like a kind of yeah. it's a constriction. It's a real constriction of energy. Um yeah, perfect. And I also I also recommend people play around with the intention. Like there is an underlying desire that we want, but it's not necessarily hooked into something specific. You, you know what I mean? Like normally we want to have a certain feeling, like I want to feel freer. I want to feel, you know, more, um, more secure, more, more trusting, more, it's more that kind of thing. You know, like I, I want to feel more content or more that though that there's always like an underlying feelingness or value or like level of how we want to be. And that doesn't necessarily mean we have to have a specific thing. Right. So there's a subtle difference. So sometimes when you hold the intention of just what is it you want to feel, like how do you want to feel? So, so for example, if you, if you, if you don't have a job and you'd like, well, I need a job because I need to have a certain amount of money, then you focus on how you would feel when you feel secure with that financial money coming in. 
So you're focused on, on what it is you think that that job will give you. Like, what is it you're looking for then? Is it security? Is it a feeling of contentment? Is it a feeling? And then you, you intend that that's what I want to feel because that could come from many, many, many different ways than just a job. Like you, you don't know, it could come in so many different ways. You could win the lottery. <laughs> Yay. If you do, let us know. We want to share. So, so you get what I'm meaning. So the intention doesn't have to be constricted around an object or a goal. It can be simply um, opened into a desire. Like what, what is the yearning? What is the, what is the underlying desire that is coming through? Hopefully that makes a bit more sense. It, you have to play with this because it can be very, very subtle. Yeah. Or you can, you can reframe, you know, like I, if you're feeling a lot of lack, you can say, uh, you know, I'm not wealthy. I'll never be wealthy. And it's never going to happen for me. And, and then you can look and say, yeah, but are, are you not wealthy? Are you, if you were homeless, a homeless person would think, oh, look at that person. They got a roof. So you are wealthy. You just just have to reframe it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's often just playing around with that. Um, yeah. And so when we go into the meditation, just invite whatever it is that you feel like you're transitioning through, if there, if there is. If there isn't, just holding this idea of the space. So we're going to bring our hands into Garsho and um, prayer pose. And this is optional. If you don't want to do this, you don't have to, but I always feel it's, it brings in the sacred intention. And then the self-attunement is simply opening to the Reiki as it is all around us. And it's something that I've been playing with a lot this year, actually. Um, Instead of this idea that Reiki is just coming through and out the hands, again, if that works for you, stay with that. But I've been playing around with this idea that Reiki is just present because it is, right? It's just here, everywhere, within us, outside of us. And it's more about calling that awareness to the Reiki-ness of everything and joining that or opening to that. And then as we do that, we'll just do a little guided meditation into the space, the in-betweenness of everything. And just see if we can sit in that for a little while, because that's where all manifestation and all desire and all um, movement or next steps, all this stuff resides or, or comes from. That's the source of all of that. Um, so we'll just do that and then we'll pop back up and um, and go from there. So just taking a moment, bringing your hands in Garsho, prayer pose in front of your heart center. And just starting to take a few breaths, settling yourself in the chair, just noticing, bringing your attention all the way down to the feet, noticing the floor, the pressure of the floor. And with the breath, every exhale, you just relax the body into the chair, noticing the chair supports you. And the intention of Gasho, hands coming together, it's a sacred invitation. You might even consider it like a prayer 
offering to the Reiki energy that exists within you, all around you, the source energy. And as you breathe, if you like the visual of opening the crown chakra, then please do that. So there's the option of opening the crown chakra, breathing in the Reiki from the top of your head into the heart center and breathing out into your hands. Or you can play with a, a more direct method of simply breathing with Reiki. So this idea that you're not directing it. It just is. As you inhale, the Reiki breathes with you in every cell. And as you exhale, it very gently extends itself. As if you're breathing with the universe. Completely merged, opening yourself. And just noticing the feeling of this. And then we're going to just very gently do a body scan just to relax the body a little bit more. We start around the eyes, around the face, just relaxing. Often we can hold tension around the eyes without realizing it. But also relaxing into the jaw all the way down the neck into the shoulders and using the breath, every exhale, relaxing all the muscles, any tension, all the way down into the arms, the hands. And if you want, you can just bring your hands very gently onto your lap. You can be raking yourself with your hands on your thighs. And just noticing the hands. You might notice certain sensations. Or you might notice them in your thighs. An exchange of energy. And then noticing the breath in the chest. Every exhale, relaxing around the back the chest, into the belly, relaxing the abdomen, all the muscles, into the pelvis, letting your whole torso sink into the chair a little deeper, more relaxed. Down through the legs to the feet. Noticing the floor. And then imagining that your energy is extending from the feet through the floor. All the way down to the ground. As if it's forming a anchor. Just feel yourself connected with Mother Earth. 
Perhaps you notice an energy from the earth itself, very steady. So often this is a great way to connect if you're feeling uncertain, nervous, anxious, just feeling into the ground. That deep steadiness, the ancient wisdom that is available from the earth. Helping to anchor And then very gently, just going through the body, scanning for any areas of tension, very gently, just inviting it to relax. And then simply sitting. If there are thoughts going through the mind, treat them like clouds in the sky, just passing through. not hooking into any of them, letting them be. Acknowledging the mind. Its job is to keep you safe, to create a feeling of certainty, direction. And thanking the mind for its job. And every time the mind feels to get a little bit demanding that you listen or focus at its many thoughts, you simply breathe, bring your attention down into the belly, into the feet, just lowering your attention into the body. And notice the body itself. There might be emotion there. There might be sensation. But there might also be this feeling of steadiness. And see if you can find this quality of stillness underneath the chatter, underneath the sensations. There is a quiet. And you might notice that every sensation, even the breath, comes from this quiet. And then disappears back into it. Every sound comes from the quiet. 
and goes back into it. Every impulse, every thought simply comes and goes. And as you notice this, see if you can just relax into it. There's nothing to do right now. Just observing. And even the sounds. If you're noticing the sounds through this meditation, allowing it to come and go, all is well. And notice also when you're connected with this quietness and stillness, is it possible for anything to be wrong? Just looking into the stillness and noticing for yourself. Is there anything out of place? And continuing to breathe. And I'm not sure if you can hear it, but there is a child screaming in the background. And just allowing anything, everything, simply to be. This is your place for resourcing, healing, resting, trusting. The trust that everything is unfolding in the right time, in the right way. Because it can't be anything else. And just seeing for yourself if that's true. When you're connected with this deep stillness.
very gently just starting to become aware again of the physical body. You might notice the toes, give them a little wiggle, the feet on the floor. Noticing all the way up to the knees, the thighs, the chair that you sit on, the pressure. Noticing the belly all the way up into the chest, deepening the breath. And as you breathe, just allowing the spine to very gently rock. Noticing the movement all the way down the arms, noticing the head, the face. Giving your eyes a little scrunch, your nose a little crinkle. And then if it feels right, you can raise your arms above your head, give them a little shake, waking up your body, making sure you're nice and grounded, back in the body fully. And whenever you're ready, opening your eyes.